Hello, I am Eli Adashi, professor of medical science at Brown University and host of Medscape One-on-One. -on -One. Joining me today is the Honorable Kathleen Sibelius, Secretary of Health and Human Services. Our topic, the impact of the Affordable Care Act on women's health. Welcome, Madam Secretary. Thank you, Dr. Adashi. Nice to visit with you again. It's a pleasure to have you. From the moment of its enactment, uh, even prior to August 1st, 2012, the Affordable Care Act required that health plans cover recommended preventive services for women in the absence of cost sharing. Could you list for our viewers perhaps uh, a few of those uh, services that were available now for quite some time? Well, actually, there have been um, three different time periods for preventive services without cost shares to become part of the new benefits under Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. Uh, the yes. first was in October of 2010, six months after the law was passed. Health plans began incorporating a variety of preventive services, cancer screenings, um, flu shots, uh, yes. visits without co-pays or co-insurance, recognizing that it's actually better, as you well know, to keep people healthy in the first place than wait until they get ill. So trying to take away the financial barriers for someone getting preventive care. Yes. Then in January of 2011, uh, Medicare added to their services a whole range of preventive services without co-pays or co-insurance. Again, available to both men and women, um, colon cancer screenings, mammograms. They added a well-person visit. So once a year, a Medicare beneficiary could actually go talk to their health care provider and make a new plan, update their um, health needs. Uh, so all of those became benefits, again, without any kind of cost sharing with uh, beneficiaries yes. of Medicare. And then the third group was in August of 2012, uh, at the recommendation really of the Institute of Medicine, we adopted a range of specifically uh, preventive services for women, which were often missing from insurance plans. And those yes. included everything from contraception coverage to lactation help and support to domestic violence screening. So there actually have been three different times uh, so far that preventive services have actually been added to health plans with no copays and no coinsurance. Well, thank you for this clarification. It's a little confusing, but um, it's good news for uh, both uh, recipients uh, who have private health insurance as well as Medicare beneficiaries. Absolutely. It seems that a key feature of these and other services is the elimination of cost-sharing requirements. Um, in your estimation, what has been or will likely be the impact of the elimination of cost-sharing on the utilization of preventive services by women and, of course, by men? 
Well, what we're hoping is that um, taking one more barrier away will encourage a higher participation rate. We're already seeing out of the 47.5 million Medicare beneficiaries, we know that about 19 million have already taken advantage of one or more services uh, without any kind of cost share. We know that there are about 47 million women in private insurance plans and that they are beginning to access their services. And we hope, uh, as you say, that, that men are too. So while there isn't, you know, specific numbers at this point. We have heard lots of information from both healthcare providers, but certainly yes. from patients who said, you know, my patient didn't get the mammogram because she didn't have the copay available or avoided um, getting a service that might be recommended because they were worried about, you know, having the deductible taken out of their paycheck. So I, I think that removing a cost barrier, uh, making it easier and certainly less expensive for people to access preventive care um, should actually be a cost saver in the long run. You know, Dr. Adashi, what we find is that a lot of large corporations who have very good insurance packages for their employees have actually yes. done this for a long time because they find it's very cost effective. If you don't put up cost barriers to preventive care, you actually have a healthier workforce and lower your costs in the long run about health care that needs to be delivered. Yes. In other words, there are precedents which uh, would suggest that this uh, is likely to have a significant impact. That's correct, both in terms of, of the health of the population, but also the overall, you know, there's been a lot of discussion back and forth. Well, won't this make insurance more expensive? Won't this add to costs? Yes. And actually, um, the data indicates that just the opposite happens. We know, for instance, that adding contraception with no copays, no coinsurance to a health plan actually lowers health costs because there are fewer unintended pregnancies, there are fewer, um, you know, difficulties potentially along the way with a baby that wasn't planned for or yes. uh, something happening that causes a NICU visit. So it, it actually, in the long run, is a cost saver, not a cost driver. One of the new preventive uh, services that are presently available to women without cost sharing is the so-called well woman visits. Uh, what is the premise of this measure and what uh, uh, should women be looking for when they uh, visit their provider? Well, I think what the well woman visit is, uh, whether she is a Medicare beneficiary over 65 or someone who is at a younger age, uh, yes. it's really an opportunity to have a conversation with your medical provider about your health needs. Are there any yes. problems? Are there any issues? Rather than waiting until there's a crisis, waiting until there's a serious problem, um, I think a lot of healthcare providers uh, talk about making a plan for the future. Uh, is weight loss something that uh, an individual wants to look like? Are there any yes. pre-diabetic signs that could be uh, taken care of with, with dietary changes? Are there issues that in the family history that um, a woman might want to take a look at where she 
um, needs to take some special care, pay more attention, uh, whether there's a family yes. history of breast cancer or a family history of glaucoma, issues that you might not tackle until there was a crisis if you didn't have really an opportunity to have a, a health home, have a conversation with your health provider about your health during the next year. An ounce of prevention uh, once again. You bet. You bet. Um, another important new service uh, available to women now without cost sharing is, of course, contraception and contraceptive counseling. Uh, what range of products uh, is being covered at this time under this uh, benefits? Well, the rule that was adopted, again, um, put in place all of the services that the Institute of Medicine experts felt were important for women at various stages in their lives. Yes. So for contraception, the way the rule is written is it's all of the FDA-approved methods of contraception would be paid for and included in a health plan. And again, it would be an individual's choice what to access, but it's, it's the range of FDA-approved contraceptive products. Does uh, this selection include, for example, Plan B, or is that uh, considered an exclusion? No, it would, it would include um, a Plan B, which is currently an FDA-approved and licensed product uh, that would be a contraception. It could be a long-term yes. IUD. It could be, um, you know, a, a monthly prescription for a pill. Again, I think it, it raises the question of having an individual conversation uh, yes. with a health care provider for women in their reproductive years, understanding what the risks and benefits are, understanding, you know, what the opportunity is to either you know, have um, something that you would take on a regular basis or, or use less frequently, how quickly yes. this woman may want to have children, what the, what the issues are, but really making then a very individual choice with her and her family about how she wants to plan for children. That's the counseling piece, which uh, I agree is uh, all important. You bet. And so it's, it's, you know, the range of products and also the opportunity to have a conversation that, that really can inform uh, the consumer and so she can make the best choices for herself and her family. Do the expanded uh, preventive services uh, available to women now without cost sharing, I gather since August of this year, include annual screening for sexually transmitted infection? It absolutely does, Dr. Adashi. And I think, again, that's a very important um, service that often is overlooked. Uh, too many, yes. too few women may ask for it. I think, unfortunately, too few providers may recommend it. But uh, this will helpfully encourage uh, more women and more providers to make that a routine part of a checkup, a routine part of a well person visit. And again, I think it's important to know you don't have to go back and forth to the doctor to access uh, a different appointment for each service. Yes. Uh, it's quite possible to do them all at the same time, all that are age appropriate to the individual patient, but making sure that, you know, the range of preventive services are uh, taken advantage of and taken care of. Does this uh, battery normally would include or could include uh, 
a screening for HIV? Yes, indeed, it does, an HIV screening. And actually, we, we have some interesting um, data available where I think the HIV screenings were often seen as uh, appropriate for a younger age group. There's some new evidence, unfortunately, that some of the newer infections are in the 50 and over population. Um, yes. Folks who may not have initially thought themselves to be susceptible or paid a lot of attention to HIV yep. screening. So we're hoping that, again, the um, the barrier of cost sharing is gone, uh, that this will become a much more routine part of of health checkups and health visits, because the goal, as you know, is to perhaps look at an AIDS-free generation, uh, but that means stopping the new infection, stopping the transmission from an infected person to a non-infected person, and screening is an important part of that puzzle. Sounds like you're making reference to the uh, perception of invincibility by (laughs) younger people. Well, it's both a perception of invincibility, uh, Mm -hmm. but I think also what we know about HIV and AIDS is that Uh, The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that about 20% of infected persons don't know they're infected, have never been tested. So we're really trying to encourage people to get tested because then once you get tested, you can not only uh, protect your own health, but also protect others who you may uh, be in contact with. You can take steps to make sure that you don't transmit unknowingly the infection to another person. Another important concern of women, of course, is the role of the human papillomavirus in the genesis of cervical cancer. Uh, Do the expanded preventive services include testing for HPV DNA? Actually, they do, again, for age-appropriate patients, but yes, that is part of the, the screening that is done for the population most at risk. And again, identifying uh, the HPV virus early on, taking steps to make sure it doesn't develop into cervical cancer, I think are really um, important, uh, not only health issues, but eventually cost issues. It's, it's a lot more effective to actually identify and treat early on than to allow a case of cancer to develop. Moving now for a moment to the social arena, uh, what does the Affordable Care Act offer women with respect to the critical challenge of interpersonal and domestic violence? Well, this is an area where, again, Far too many women are susceptible. In fact, I used to do a lot of domestic violence work uh, with victims, and um, one of the most alarming statistics that still um, is sharply etched in my brain is that often the most dangerous place for a woman is in her own home. Uh, So domestic violence is a very real and very persistent problem. This uh, provides an opportunity for a health provider to actually choose from a battery of known tools, uh, a questionnaire, uh, a series of questions he or she may just want to ask um, using uh, either the information experts have put together or using their own intuition and and really add that to, again, a, a, a visit from a patient. If there's any reason to suspect 
uh, a violent situation, if there's any yes. reason to spot trauma, then hopefully following up on that and then referring that individual to additional counseling, help and support, I think is a, is a critical step forward. We, we've done very well on that as a society with child abuse, uh, more clearly identifying, more outlook for the possible signs, uh, a higher alert level. But I think that same kind of attention needs to be paid to women in domestic violence situations or the potential of domestic violence situations. This must be especially gratifying to you considering your previous involvement. Well, it is. I think this... this, um, a whole discussion has come a long way. It's a lot more into the light than it was before, but I think uh, needs to be something that's on healthcare providers' radar screen that they need to uh, pay some additional attention. And now there'll be some tools and additional help and support that they can give to their patients if they have reason to suspect that yes. she might be a victim. Are pregnant women also included in the expanded benefits that uh, went into effect in August of this year? Well, they are. Uh, gestational diabetes, again, is a an issue that um, is able to be identified, but uh, unfortunately too often missed uh, during the course of a pregnancy. So that is one of the specifically called out prevention services that is part of a new health plans package. Um, The fact that maternity coverage will be part of health plans is one of the features in the the essential health benefits. A lot of plans right now don't even include maternity care, and those days are coming to an end, which is good news for women. Uh, So not only having maternity coverage, uh, but but gestational diabetes screening, and then lactation help and support. um, Yes. I am a new grandmother, and our son and daughter-in-law had a baby recently, so I'm very um, attuned to watching pregnancies develop. Thank you very much. Um, But certainly, I watch my daughter-in-law get a lot of help and support around how best to breastfeed her baby. Uh, If she had any questions or issues, she had somebody to follow up with. She could have that dialogue, which, as we know, and you know well, Dr. Adashi, is very good for the baby, provides a lot of immunities that are not available any other way. It actually is a great, uh, frankly, post-pregnancy diet for uh, new moms, uh, and it is a wonderful bonding experience. So it's sort of a win-win-win situation. But often, I think, moms who don't have uh, somebody to turn to for help. They're, they're afraid that they're really harming their baby if, yes. if he or she isn't eating well at first, if they don't have some kind of support, and, and frankly, if they don't have access to a breast pump or an available space. So that's all yes. been part of the recommended services that will now be included in health plans. Finally, and just looking ahead a bit, um, as the Affordable Care Act unfolds, are there additional women-specific benefits which have yet to be implemented? Well, once the rules and regulations are um, out about essential health benefits, which are the 10 categories of services that every health plan will include, there will be 
and outline, as I said, a, like maternity care. We know that was called out in the legislation. Um, that will be part of every health plan. But I think in terms of preventive services for women, we now know the full range. So some went into effect, as I said, in October of 2010, six months after the law. Services yes. for men and women, cancer screenings and flu shots and other services. For Medicare beneficiaries, uh, starting in January of 2011, a range of new services for Medicare yes. beneficiaries became added. And now the final group, which was specifically for women, because often what we found, Dr. Adashi, is that insurance plans didn't take into account the special services that women might need, like domestic violence screening, like gestational diabetes screening. Yes. Um, so those really are women-specific, like contraception. And uh, for plans on or after August 1st of 2012, when the plan year renews, those services will automatically be part of an insurance package. And that's very good news for women. That's a lot of not only additional health benefits, but yes. a lot less out-of-pocket costs. Madam Secretary, as much as I would like to continue, really thank you for making the time and, as always, for being so informative. Well, it's great to visit with you again. I look forward to our continued conversation. Same here. On that note, sincere thanks to Secretary Sebelius and to you, our viewers, for joining Medscape One-on-One. -on -one. Until next time, I am Ellie Adashi.